You're listening to the On Call Empath Show. All right, guys, we are back for another episode of the On Call Empath. And today, I am so ecstatic for my next guest, Dr. Stafford. She is a credentialed coach, speaker, educator, and also an empath. So I figured why not just get her on my podcast. And she also is currently working on a workbook on Amazon called It's Time to Get on Track. And she lives in Chicago and has a very good foundation with learning about empaths. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So if you guys are empath HSPs, this is one you do not want to miss. Dr. Stafford, how are you doing today? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much, Raj, for having me here. Um, like I was saying before, I've been looking for a community like this where I can kind of speak to uh, this section of life that people don't really <laughs> create enough space yeah. for. Um, and also um, add just a little bit of understanding how that ties to mental health. So yes, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And uh, one of the things um, a lot of you guys that are listening, you know, I asked uh, Dr. Stafford to come on the Elite Series because, I mean, she has the experience, but also we got along just right off the bat. And I don't know if that's like, you know, when you meet another fellow empath and it's just like a click. And then I felt like that. And I'm like, yeah. um, I don't like, I mean, you could just tell like, and so that leads me to my first question. How do you even know that um, you were an empath and and what did you do when you found out where you kind of like, what next? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, um, as all empaths probably have experienced at some point in their lives, um, was always called very, very sensitive. And yes. um, for quite some time growing up, while you're trying to learn how to be a human being, right? right. Um, when you're getting told that you're, you're not emoting correctly to things or that you're paying too much attention or whatever, you know, it comes to a point of frustration where, you know, you just kind of pause. And I think that when I realized for sure, <laughs> when I accepted it, because I had heard it for some time, was probably in college because I, I, I had grown very, very sensitive and I was around a lot more people and I was wondering why going to the lunch hall just seemed like, oh my God, I have to like yeah. count and breathe to go into this place with all these people. And, um, and, and, and I found that information. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean- when a lot of people do find out sometimes um, they're not sure. Cause a lot of people that I coach as well, they, they don't identify it as an empath until like mm -hmm. they look into it. Um, in your case, um, you're a therapist, a psychotherapist, and mm -hmm. you are aware of being an empath, which to me is like the best combination. But before you like kind of describe to us like a little bit more about what you do, um, how would you relate like your career and mental health? Um, what drew you to that being especially an empath? Literally that, literally being an empath drew me to uh, psychotherapy. Um, and well, I'll, I'll be a little bit more specific. It drew me to psychology because like I said before, I was a bit... Um, confused about why I was, you know, I'd wake up and be feeling great. And then, you know, you go around someone or you have a particular interaction and you're drained, you just want to go to sleep. Yeah. And so psychology, uh, you know, stood out to me so that I can try to understand myself and why, you know, why this was happening. And that kind of grew into uh, the love of 
helping other people figure this out too. <laughs> sure. Would you say any of your past traumas or any, any obstacles that, you know, when you were growing up or anything that you have um, overcame, did that kind of lead you to more of the work that you do today? Cause I feel like a lot, I've had so many therapists on this podcast and they're like, well, I've had a rough past and that's why it kind of drew me to become a therapist. But in your case, like what made you want to become a psychotherapist and, and help others? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> uh, well, while uh, I hope this is this this isn't such a disappointing answer, but I too have a very similar um, answer, and not necessarily like huge trauma or anything like that. But when I was younger, I had open heart surgery, and um, there was it, it was an emergency, you know, surgery in which they had told my mom, "Hey, this needs to happen now." They told my dad, "Let's get it." going. Mm. And next thing I know, I'm being pulled out of school. I was around 10. Sure. Uh, but at the age where I could actually remember and feel everything, <laughs> you know, and um, the, the way that that impacted me was because I was pretty sickly growing up. <clears throat> I often had a different experience than a lot of other people in the first place. And uh, so I, I felt different, still trying to create relationships when you can't run, you can't play recess, you can't do all those things, (laughs) just, you know, it sucked, but needed to do what what was necessary. But the way that that impacted me was, um, it had me in my head a lot, because I couldn't really fully enjoy life the way the other people around me were. Um, So not a lot of confidence in the way that I'm feeling and relating to others. Um, um, and other people seemingly to not know what the heck I'm talking about when I'm like, oh my God, this energy is too much in here. Yeah. You know, so in that sense, um, that separation and trying to reintegrate and understand myself after I healed, after I've grown older, really sparked that, um, that curiosity to, to dive a bit deeper into the, the psyche and what was energetically going on with me. Sure. Now the, the practice that you have, majority of people that you see, is it mostly um, just across the board, just everyone? Or do you have a specific um, focus that you see your your certain types of patients? Yeah. Um, So in my private practice, uh, I do work with a different, um, a different variety of mental health things. But for the most part, I speak with people the everyday people who are Mm -hmm. just trying to get through their day and manage their anxiety and learn how to be around people. And that's where educating about what being an empath is comes into my work, because sometimes we're calling it anxiety. And and this isn't to discount medical diagnoses, (laughs) but, you know, sometimes there's another perspective to approach these kinds of issues you know, sometimes, you know, you might have a particular set of interventions for anxiety, but what you really need to do is go do these other things to reground your energy, you know? Yes. And, and that makes so much sense. I know that there's a lot of people that, that are tuning in that may identify as possibly an empath or HSP or just a trauma victim, Um, Mm -hmm. especially with everything that's going on in the world today, um, in our environment, um, everything that, we see on the news and, and, and all this negativity, how do we, how would you like tell somebody that kind of came to you that, you know, that's maybe an empath to keep that balance? Like, what are some mm-hmm. of the things that um, I guess somebody that might be listening right now, who 
um, who identifies possibly as an empath or a trauma victim, they're just, they can't find that balance in their life. And what, what can you kind of shed light on that? Yeah. My favorite word, boundaries, right? Boundaries with others, boundaries with how you're interacting with certain social media outlets and environments because you are an emotional, well, I'll say an energy sponge. Um, You have to be very intentional about where you're placing yourself and what you're allowing to happen around you. Because even if it's not intentional, you know, even if you're paying attention to your left and whatever's happening is to your right, you can still kind of pick up on that, um, that kind of energy. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, a lot of times when I'm working with clients and we're working through things such as, <clears throat> excuse me, anxiety, and I have the suspicion that they're kind of one of these energy sponges, uh, we talk, we, we specifically sit down and work on how do we rearrange your life to where mm-hmm. we're honoring your, your uh, you protecting your energy? Does that mean that we need to have scheduled alone time because sure. that is the ultimate recharge for the empath it's some healthy alone time doing or you know with a, a pet or a kid or something mm-hmm. something that refills your cup um up after after um something like that so getting organized and having boundaries is definitely yeah. something that can be helpful yes and those are some really tough things especially for empaths to master it takes practice and this is something yeah. that i talk about on like almost every other episode is, you know, boundaries, speaking your truth, being authentic. Mm-hmm. And, and these stuff, like they come in time, but you have to find the right person to kind of help you like coach yeah. someone like yourself. Um, do you get a lot of like people that may say that they have all these issues, but they are not aware that they're an empath? Because I know there's probably some people listening and for the first time, maybe, you know, new listener and, you know, they were curious of you know, the, the title of this. And so maybe they don't identify as an empath, but they've had all mm-hmm. the symptoms, anxiety, depression, um, yeah. you know, people pleasing. Now, by the way, guys, this is not medical advice for whatsoever. If you're having any mental health issues, definitely see a qualified physician or a doctor or therapist, but absolutely. So in your opinion, can that be possible just to, you know, have all these things and, and possibly not even know that, yeah (laughs) all the time and the interesting thing about about it is that I I usually get both I usually will get people who are um acknowledging that okay I know that this is what anxiety or depression looks like based on like the diagnoses uh requirements Mm -hmm. but just to let you know I'm also an empath and I'm like oh okay thanks for that that changes the whole conversation (laughs) you know um so a lot of times um we'll do psychoeducation just really Mm -hmm. to make sure that we're on the same page about the word because it can quite often be confused. Mm -hmm. One of the things that are quite often confused is empathy and Mm -hmm. um, having empathy and being an empath. Mm -hmm. The way to discern between those two um, are the external cues. If they're, you know, it's usually to have external cues of me telling you a sad story Raj, and you're like, oh, crap, like I can imagine that that feels sad and I can, you know, adjust how I'm being here for you. But just like I used, if I'm looking left and whatever's happening is to my right and I don't even see it and I'm feeling that energy, then that is the Mm -hmm. distinction, not having the external cue, but still Mm -hmm. feeling the emotion. That's the same as when you're walking in the room. So when my clients come and they are 
some people are having all these things and I'm noticing a pattern of empathy, uh, of being an empath. Yeah. Um, I, I'm like, oh, have you ever thought about this little thing? <laughs> let's, let's talk about it. See, <laughs> yeah. see, and, and that's what really distinguished you from all the other people um, that I've uh, talked to growing up also, because even if I mentioned the word empath, they would acknowledge it, but that they'll be like, okay, so let's go ahead and get started. And that would be the end of the conversation. In your practice, when people say that I'm coming to see you and they sit down and they're like, hey, I'm an empath, you know exactly which direction to go, correct? Yeah. And, you know, I personally happen to have experienced myself. <laughs> so that's that helps. Um, but also, I think that the route that can help therapists really connect with people who come in identifying this way is to grow curious. Whether you know a lot about it or not, let's let's dive into how this person is having their own experience right now, because the right. whole point of understanding if you are an empath is to um, begin to validate your own feelings about mm -hmm. it. How else do you discern who mm -hmm. else, who's uh, whose energy is who, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And by the way, guys, like even if like you don't fully um identify as an empath that, that that's okay um i mean whatever label you want to put i mean if you're having problems and the person that you're going to is not supportive or they don't kind of sit with you and, and say let's figure this out let's really see if you have this this uh issue like or diagnosis or rather than just kind of blowing you off and i mean more more oftentimes in my uh, experiences growing up, I mean, there's good and bad in every uh, profession. And yeah, absolutely. I've had a couple where I've, um, I've went to a couple therapists, and um, maybe they weren't um, aware of some of the stuff with trauma and, you know, why I was saying some of the things I was saying, but I just mm -hmm. didn't feel hurt. Well, other people, especially a lot of the therapists I've had on my show, and I reach out to people like yourselves, it's like automatic. The minute I say like, you get it. Like just when we yeah. when I talked to you on the, um, over zoom before the call, it was just like instant. Like I just had that energy that I could feel that you did get me. And that's just something empaths have. So if you guys are listening, let me know in the comments, like if you ever get that feeling, like, is it a, is it, a, um, when you talk to somebody, do you have that instant connection? Do you know that you're talking to an empath? And in your case, like, I think you even told me, like, you can also kind of feel like you're talking to somebody that can't put it into words, but, but I just I know. Think, let me try. It, it's, um, we, you kind of feel the openness, right? The yes. openness of possibility <laughs> of just kind of exploring whatever comes up. And yeah. if I have your energetic permission yes. and you have my energetic permission, then it's like, cool, we can talk about whatever, right? Yes. And so uh, that's how I would describe it. Yes, because I always feel and I know I'm not the only one where we kind of feel like if we say the wrong thing or mm -hmm. maybe ask a question that we're not sure of, like especially with empaths, we're f afraid maybe um, we'll get backlash or the yeah. person won't understand us. But yeah. that's why like with you, I was like firing off questions and I'm like, I think this should be like good. Like I'm not I don't feel like I should be standoffish, but. Not everyone's like yeah. that. And that's how yeah. that's that's what empaths I feel is like a superpower in that sense where you can kind of read people and feel their energy. But what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I um 
the the interesting part is he said empathy um being an empath is a superpower and i agree with you and in the same sentence i'll also say that for anybody who is judging themselves for being an empath because it is an extremely intense experience <laughs> i didn't Joy sign up for this everything. yeah man <laughs> like whose contract i'll pass <laughs> yeah um but um you know it is also a very natural human thing and some people are able to you know tap into things and some people are not mm -hmm. it doesn't mean anything is wrong with you it's just a certain set of circumstances that you have yeah. to learn to adapt a healthy lifestyle around and right. use it to your uh you know your advantage because it is right. a superpower it helps you connect to people improve your relationships right and all that good stuff <laughs> so. yeah i mean i was scrolling through um instagram and i, I did see a couple posts that kind of kind of upset me where they were saying like, you know, oh, empath is just a term for somebody who's, you know, went through trauma and they're trying to label it as something. Now I've seen mm -hmm. that uh, now popping up here and there online and the person or whoever's posting it, you know, they're like, don't just throw the term out there. You don't know whether yeah. you're an empath or not. How are you? Like, my question is you can't tell anybody that they're not. I mean, you, if that's like invalidating somebody who finds their identity through empath. So all you guys that are tuning in, you should never be ashamed or, or feel like you're inferior to other people because you feel like mm -hmm. you're an empath or you're a people pleaser and this and that. This can be a superpower, like you said. Like, what do you feel about like invalidation and things like that? Like if somebody comes to a therapist and they're like, oh, that that term is just kind of wily, loosely used you're just anxiety prone and you have some yeah. family issues that's invalidating in my opinion yeah yeah i 100 agree with that um so one of the things is whether i'm doing coaching work or with therapy work um something with that is for the person the empath to do personal work on validating themselves um, the the boundary piece of being an empath is knowing where that boundary is between where you end and where others begin. So there will be times where other people will be invalidating or they don't understand yes. what you having insights to or what you're feeling um, because they don't, they're not tapping into that particular part of themselves. And so yeah. I think that it's important to not get wrapped up in being validated because you have an ability that um, kind of supersedes other people's um way of understanding things so it's yeah. going to require some wisdom some yeah. patience <laughs> you know Absolutely. some uh humility yeah uh, with all this extra information that you get to kind of discern through yes i agree with that so i'm going to throw you a little curveball here um all right so i know that you uh, we spoke before and i i got a good pretty good idea of you know what you went through yourself growing up and, and things like that if you could take or step into a time machine and go back before you even found out about empaths and life and all this stuff, what you know now, obviously as a therapist, but yeah. what, what would you tell yourself that if oh, you could go I back love this question? Yeah. You go in a time <laughs> machine. What is a couple of things that you learned? Cause I know there's people listening right now that that would be very interested in, in knowing, especially coming from somebody who helps people like in the therapy and stuff. Yeah, um, absolutely. I love that question. Um, 
I would go back and tell younger me who who was not tainted by the biases <laughs> that come with the <laughs> empath experience. Um, I would I would tell her, hey, love, you're going to experience all of the world, all of it, right? Everything from the good all the way to the unimaginable. And a lot of people don't get to do that. So it's a gift, but it's a heavy one. Yeah. Prepare yourself, right? Practice self-love, practice validating yourself. You're mm-hmm. worthy. And, and and I'll tell her that she's got a bright future waiting for her. <laughs> See, and that's that's part of the, you know, healing process too. Because I think a lot of people just want to hear that from, from somebody like, you know, a therapist, a coach or whomever, just to have that that uh that person that could kind of support them because a lot of people don't have that support and the people that tune in obviously to this podcast a lot of people that write in they say that they don't have the support at home they're living with somebody they're married to somebody but there's there's no communication between there i mean they love the person but there's just they don't understand what an empath is and they try to explain it and it and they get frustrated when they say they explain, they do understand it, but then their actions speak differently and they cross those boundaries every time. Um, yeah. So what would you say to somebody who's listening right now who possibly could be living with a family member, a narcissist, somebody that is close to them that they can't get away from? Um, what would you yeah. say to that person? Cause that's a tough situation. I've been there myself. So yeah, yeah, it is a tough situation. I, I would say that if you're trapped inside of um, an environment where you're not able to fully be yourself or being yourself tends to cause a lot of, well, kind of furthers this um, for lack of a better word, trauma of rejection or not being heard. Yes, I would totally encourage someone to reach out to a coach like yourself um, to uh, step-by-step learn how to walk through that or a therapist mm-hmm. as well, because um, those kinds of situations can lead to true clinical anxiety or depression because you're not able to, you release. know, exercise your options and release. And so yeah. in that case, I would say reach out for some support um, and that those people can help you either communicate or identify mm-hmm. resources to get out of that situation or communicate to that person to change it. Yeah. And there's a lot of good um, groups out there that you guys could join. Um, in fact, you have a master class, correct? Yeah, it's going to be releasing in the summer of this year. And okay. um, congratulations! Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I had a post on Instagram that was about um, breaking trauma bonds and releasing toxic relationship cycles that a lot mm-hmm. of empaths tend to find themselves in because of the narcissist empath, mm-hmm. uh, the famous narcissist empath. Yes. Um, and so, um, uh, there, the master's class is going to be talking about, um, accepting self, <laughs> understanding all that you come with and learning to embrace it with compassion. Mm-hmm. And, um, even though it sounds fortune cookie and hokey pokey, like <laughs> we really walk through each step of doing that, all of the ugly truths and all of the beautiful truths. Um, and so that'll be releasing, um, in the summer of 2022, that information will be on the website. Okay. That I, on my w- main website. So any updates about that will be announced then. Um, before we take off, if you want to leave yeah. um, just something for all the empaths, HSP trauma victims um, that are mm-hmm. listening and tuning into this particular episode, uh, I'm going to give you the last word to, to all these people that 
tune in all every week and um they're just looking for that that one advice especially during these harsh times where there's more people coming out of their shell out of and finding their true authentic yeah. self quitting their jobs yeah. giving the finger to the corporate mm-hmm. you know thing and all <laughs> yeah. of that stuff um cuz there is a lot of people that are going um their own way basically they're just doing what makes them happy so i'm going to leave you with the last uh bit mm-hmm. of wisdom you are not crazy <laughs> you are not crazy and and the reason why i say that is because sometimes we're just flooded with energy and that's the only sense we can make of it i must be crazy no yeah. you are not crazy take some time to slow <laughs> down and have a full get to know myself and what is my energy session with yourself and if you have to do it a million times contact a coach like raj contact a therapist mm-hmm. like me a friend a family member whoever will serve yeah. as a support then do it because, yeah I, um yeah go ahead go ahead no i was just gonna say that's that's exactly correct because you're gonna get people in your life whether you're um you're married to them or a friend or a boss that are mm-hmm. going to invalidate you and call you crazy for keeping boundaries for um calling them out on their oh, yeah. bs so i'm here to tell you guys all of you guys that are listening that it is okay to to you know look into bettering yourself by working mm-hmm. on boundaries and stop people pleasing and and again this is all a process as you know this this doesn't take I mean, this might yeah. take years. I mean, for me, it took decades, but yeah. for some people, everyone has a different journey, I believe, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I hope people aren't discouraged by that because each each chapter of the journey is better than the previous one. Yeah. And even if you slip back and have a relapse or something, mm-hmm. oh, who cares? We're human. Okay, it happened. <laughs> you can hop back on the wheel and keep going forward. So it's not that you're stuck in the same place for decades, right? You're, right. Each, each year, each moment, each conversation you have, you're gaining a little bit of yeah. forward movement. So I'm glad that you dedicated yourself yeah. to that path and you're out here helping so many people <laughs> just even think about this stuff. Yeah. So I appreciate yeah. it. And Again, I'm a big fan of a lot of stuff you're doing. By the way, before we take off, can you just mention to all the audience member where we can find you, your Instagram, whatever you'd like to leave? Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Stafford underscore. So that's D-R-S-T-A-F-F-O-R-D underscore. Um, and my main website where um, I announce services that I offer and merchandise and also that masterclass will be announced yep. is innerpieces.org. That's I-N-N-E-R pieces, P-E-A-C-E-S.org. Don't forget the S. The S well, belongs. I'll, <laughs> I'll have it in the bio. So you guys check it out. Um, definitely check it out. Uh, Dr. Stafford, it was an honor to have you on the podcast. And I just love it when I have another fellow empath that it's yes. just it's effortlessly i don't <laughs> have to it's not like i don't try but it's like when i have somebody i'm a little bit more excited that you know that you will get me no matter if i mess up or not on the podcast <laughs> ditto <laughs> <laughs> i just told you i was one too right <laughs> right <laughs> all right well you're always welcome back and i will be in touch with you for for sure and for future um you know collabs Absolutely. I look forward to it. It's great energy and I hope that we can continue to collab to help people out there.
You can count on that. All right, guys, stay tuned for the next episode. I got a lot more guests coming in this um, week. So check it out. Always keep moving forward. With that said, we are to the on-call and pad.